What's up, my friends? JT DeBolt with you today for the True Driven Podcast, the home of the few, the true, the driven, those amazing people we call the True Driven. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here. Make sure that you hit subscribe here on YouTube so that you can be the first to know and stay in the know when we bring new episodes to you. And you can find us here on YouTube as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you find podcasts. Super appreciate you guys sharing this message far and wide. As you know, it is critical, time critical, time sensitive that we get this message out there and align with our fellow True Drivens so that we can fly higher, faster, and further together and unite in a cause that makes all of us elevate our game and go to that next level. Never been a better time, never been a more critical time for us to come together and unite as True Drivens. And as you know, the whole purpose behind this is to pursue personal excellence. Personal excellence is something that's very individual to each of us. We get to choose what that means. We get to choose how we pursue that. And ultimately, personal excellence is brought forth through personal leadership. Personal excellence is the outcome. Personal leadership is the vehicle. And while personal excellence may be a little bit like chasing a rainbow, which means you you never actually arrive at it, it's that lifelong journey, that pursuit, that commitment to up-leveling your game, being just that extra 1% better each and every single day. The thing I love about this is that as we start to unite and bring more of us along this journey as true drivens, we start to find that we are not alone. It feels a little bit lonely at times when we have big visions for what we want to achieve. When we know that the commitment is going to is going to be strong and that the sacrifice is going to be heavy, it's very easy to feel that we're alone on that journey. And while Personal excellence is a very lonely journey. Only it's, you know, only we can do that. Only we can be the ones that achieve it and realize it. You have to realize that you are not alone, that there are people just like us who get it. And that's how come I say, hey, listen, you know, go over to youtube.com forward slash JT to bolt. Make sure you are subscribed to that channel, but share it far and wide as well. And I say that not for personal vanity or for personal benefit, but because the message is that important that we get out there and more importantly, that we ignite and elevate each other to go to that next level so that we can come together as a united front. Okay. I want to talk today about what I believe is one of the most important aspects to personal excellence. And a lot of you entrepreneurs out there are going to probably identify with this. So if you are running and building your own business, building your own brand, and even if you're a leader inside somebody else's organization where your job is like the success of that organization is predicated on your team's performance, and that team performance is predicated on your leadership, then I think what we're going to be talking about today is going to be crucial because at the end of the day, the concept of this applies to anybody who's doing things that are significant, things that are big. It's going to apply directly to the entrepreneurs in the room. So for all, for, all, for all of you building your own brand, building your own business, this is definitely dedicated to you. But I do want to say that you don't necessarily have to be building your own business. As long as you are committed to something big, as long as you are uh, part of a unified team coming together to do big things, this is still going to be applicable. What we're talking about 
is the importance of taking risks. What a risk is. And the difference between, say, a risk and a gamble. I'll jump into that in just a second. But I want to say the reason and the purpose, the drive that I have for this particular topic. You're going to hear me talk a lot about it if you haven't already in previous episodes. But it's a theme that you're going to hear quite a bit because as True Drivens, for those of you who are in the True Driven tribe, you know that we have to be willing to recognize where we are interfacing with the limits of our uh, uh, you know up to this point realized potential so you get to a certain level of performance you get to a certain level of uh what you've you know kind of known that you can do and then you hit that stop you hit that almost like it's almost like a limiter like a governor on an engine right and then you say to yourself but I want to go further I want to go higher how do I do that At that point, it's a decision point. It's a point where you can decide either to stay at that level or go to the next level. And anytime you go to any next level in any performance, whether it's athletics, whether it's business, whether it's financial, whether it's relationships, whether it's personal, you know, inside your own personal relationship with yourself, there's still this aspect that when you take that next step, you go to that next level you are taking a risk because in order for you to up-level your game, you have to alter how you see yourself. You have to alter that inner relationship you have with yourself and be able to say, at this point here in this moment, I am taking a massive risk because if I stretch past where I am right now, it causes me to have to see myself differently. And to this point, what I'm seeing has worked for me. This, this level of my identity has worked for me. But there's something interesting about that exact word identity because very often we associate our results, we associate our outcomes with who we are as a person. And if we're not careful, we can allow that association to be detrimental to us being able to grow, to us being able to expand our capabilities. And that means that we never have a chance to fully realize ourselves. I'm going to say something right now that is going to possibly come off as a little bit controversial or at least perhaps for some people difficult to swallow. So I'm just going to preface this with listen at your own risk, but here it goes. In order to truly be your truest, fullest, authentic self, to fully express who you are, and I mean not just as a human being, but at the soul level, you have to be willing to take risks. The bigger the risk, the more frequent you're able to risk, the more you are fully expressing yourself as a human being. Period. Full stop. And I say that because there's an, there are times where people misunderstand the concept of risk. They think risk is a gamble, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about critical thinking, which is one of the key tenets of being a true driven. The ability to think critically about yourself, think critically about the world around you, think critically about the people you've surrounded yourself with, think critically about the situations and the circumstances you find yourself surrounded by. When you're able to think critically, you can actually process information where you pull the ego away from it 
and be able to think about what is truly at stake and what you're truly working with or possibly working against. But if, if we can't think critically, then we don't give ourselves the opportunity to have that full picture and we possibly can put ourselves in a situation where we've tied our, it's almost like tying your shoelaces together. You just trip over your own self because of the way you're thinking about things or perceiving things. Perception is not reality. We know that. So when it comes to taking risk, it's not about being uh, reckless. It's not about being some drunken idiot that gets behind the wheel of a car and hopes for the best. True driven and high performers understand that taking risks is part of winning. Sometimes losing leads to risk. And so we have to be willing to accept the fact that sometimes we're going to take a risk and it's not going to pay off. In fact, a lot of times, especially if you're really pushing the game hard, if you're pushing the edge of that envelope as far as you can, you're going to find that you lose more than you think you win. So the number of times you risk and the number of times you lose may feel like it's against working against you, like those odds are working against you. But in reality, that's not true. It's not so much how many times you win. It's the size and the gravity of the win that matters. And that's how come for those of you who have taken those big risks in your life, taken those big risks in your relationships, taken those big risks in your career, in your businesses, and it's, and it's paid off, you know what that feels like because it wasn't a one-and-done deal. It wasn't like you took one risk and got the payout of the reward of a victory. You likely put yourself in, in, the, in the kind of lineup of several risks that didn't necessarily pay off, right? And so you have these like, it's almost like little dominoes that have to fall in order to, for you to finally get the win. So one domino falls, it leads to a loss. One domino falls, it's another loss and so on. This is the path to excellence. This is the path to getting better. This is the path to improvement. You take a risk, you see how it plays out. If it doesn't play out and it doesn't uh, pan out the way we want it to, we don't fold up our tent and say we lost. And yet, we see people who do that. In fact, we've probably done it. You, I know I've done it. Maybe you've done it too. May, or maybe you're one of those rare exceptions of people who never give up, who never uh, are faced with the reality of a, of a defeat. Feel that defeat so crushingly that you say, it's not worth it, I quit. Maybe you, that's never happened to you. But I'll just say with total transparency, it's happened to me where I've said, this sucks, I don't want to do this anymore and I quit. Now, the quit might be temporary, right? You, the, the giving in to that frustration or that heartbreak may be temporary, but it's there. It just says that you're, that you're a human being, that you're actually living and processing the journey. You're not just kind of going through the motions. And that's what makes a true competitor. Now, I've said this before, and I have to say it many times. So I've said this when I speak uh, to groups, and especially when I'm speaking to entrepreneurial groups. The fact that you are in a, a an environment that requires you to take risk says a lot about you. It says that you're a competitor and that you're a contender. The competition can be two ways. It can be competing with other people. In other words, like, you know, you might be in a business, for instance, and you might be in an industry that where there are other companies, other businesses that are competing with you for a market share. That's just undisputed. We already know that. But then there's the other aspect to it with regardless of how much or how severe that 
outer competition is, the inner competition is always going to be more intense. And as it should be, we're our greatest competition. I hear people say this all the time. It's the most obnoxious thing in the world. I don't have any competition. Well, then guess what? You're playing too small, if that's true. It's not true, but if that's the way you're seeing it, you're playing too small and your ego is too big. You're saying, I'm the best there is. And in that case, you'd better be so disciplined. You'd better be so savagely attached to higher standards that, it, that the other outside circumstances are irrelevant. But most people who say those kinds of things and make those outlandish claims, they're really just looking for attention. They don't actually mean what they're saying. And so my challenge to you is to be able to recognize the true competition that's outside of you. The other people in your field, the other people in your industry, the other people in your, in your uh, you know, field, uh, field of expertise and be able to say those people, that group, that company, whatever it is, that brand, they are legit. We have to recognize that. We have to see that in them because that way we, if, and only through saying that, do we actually see our own true excellence. So critically important for us to have that moment to be able to acknowledge the greatness in other people because in so doing, especially the people that are competing against us, because in so doing, we are then giving ourselves the ability to see our own greatness in ourselves. That competition, that other person, that other group, whatever it is, is a reflection of ourselves. But for us to say, well, I don't have any competition is complete arrogance and it's shutting off the ability to have that reward, that gift of seeing that reflection of ourselves in other people. Okay, moving on. Not to get down that little rabbit hole, but it's super important to understand that because when we set ourselves up to take a risk, the other part about this is, well, you'll have people that'll back up. They'll say, I don't want to take the risk because if I do and it doesn't pay off, then dot, 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 they start filling in this big, long gap about their own personal attachment to the loss. Here's the reality. I'm just going to be as blunt as I can. Losing does not make you a loser. It just doesn't. And I don't care who programmed that bullshit into you early in life? Could have been a parent, could have been a coach, could have been a teacher, could have been somebody who either used the name you're a loser or somehow infused in you this sense that by losing you are somehow a loser. There is nothing more full, further from the fucking truth than to hear somebody say you're a loser because you lost. First and foremost, unless you're doing something stupid, Right. Like super illegal or dangerous where you're harming other people. I'm not talking about that. You could pull out all kinds of reasons to want to say, well, here's proof that what you're saying is wrong, JT. But I'm talking about you when you're actually out there endeavoring to do something significant. All right. In the context of what we talk about here on the True Driven podcast, if you're like setting yourself up for personal excellence and taking risks and it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean you lost and therefore you're a loser. I mean, identify, take the loss, take the L, you lost, but then see it for what it is. You're not a loser. You're actually a contender. You were playing the game at a level that pushed you past your capability. And that capability was a mismatch with the, the level of result you wanted. So you performed at this level and came up short, period, end of story. 
that's fucking badass because you were at least in a, in a in an environment or putting yourself in a situation that caused you to outreach your your capabilities. You were actually shooting for here and your capabilities were here. You came up short temporarily. That's truly amazing. Like if you really think about it, that is what living life is about. And especially living life to your fullest potential, because if your potential only gets to a level nine, but you needed to be at a level 10 in order to succeed, then that tells you that you got to up it by that extra point. To go from nine to 10 is an illustration that you at least stretched your, you tested your potential and found out where the limit was. It doesn't make you a loser. It makes you a contender. It makes you somebody in the game because there's plenty of other people, by the way, who didn't take the risk because they didn't have the fucking courage to get off the fucking sideline. They were spending all that time planning, all that time thinking and then overthinking and then analyzing and then overanalyzing. Getting ready to get ready and their claim. Oh, I'm a perfectionist. Perfectionism is the lowest form of performance. We don't talk to fucking perfectionists. Perfectionists are cowards. Perfectionists are delusional dreamers. And when you're ready to grow up from this idea of being a perfectionist, then you actually open the door to being the higher performer that you were born to be. Because then you're ready to to recognize you won't be perfect if you take a risk. You can't take risks if you identify as a perfectionist because you open the door for failure. You're saying to yourself, if I take this risk, it may not pay off. Because as I said before, the bold claim I made earlier, risk sometimes leads to losing, but winning always comes from taking some form of a risk. Especially when we're talking about significant things, right? The idea that somebody would play the game so small so that they have a perfect record is insane. However, the idea that somebody be, would be willing to put their personal reputation and their ego aside and say the very act of stepping outside of the comfort of what I know to be able to reach one rung higher on the ladder with the possibility of slipping and falling That's the most pure, extreme example of a person expressing themselves at the highest level because of the courage that it takes in order to do that. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. I don't care if you're an author. I don't care if you're an artist, a musician, an athlete, an executive. It doesn't matter what your calling in life is or what you're currently doing for your vocation. When you take risks to push beyond your current, you know, current uh, situation or your current capabilities, your current performance level, it says more about you that you take the risk than what happens after the risk was taken. That's where the real victory is, is, is earned, is in the moment that the risk was taken. And now, again, just to be clear, we're not talking about reckless risk-taking. We're not talking about gambling with our lives or gambling with our our livelihood or gambling with other people, right? We're talking about calculated risks based on where we're at, where we're going, the resources we have in place, and then having the faith in ourselves 
to take that step, that bold step into the darkness. Having the faith to know that our feet is going to land on something firm when we step into that void. And even then, if nothing firm is there to catch our footfall, we know we'll catch ourselves, dust ourselves off, get back on track when we ultimately do land, no matter how hard we land, no matter how far the fall is. That's the difference between a high performer who takes a calculated risk and a wannabe who sits on the sideline thinking about, talking about, dreaming about, posting about what they're going to do. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch people who value being right over value taking that risk. Sometimes losing is actually more valuable than winning. Now, when would that be the case? If you think about this, think about a time where you were working hard for something. You were striving. You were pushing for it. Maybe you put a lot of planning and effort, a lot of time, resources, money, whatever it was, into something. Think about that time in your life, and then it didn't work out. Maybe you're still recovering from that right now, and you're wondering, how do I get myself back on track? We'll get to that in a second. But if you've ever been through a situation like that, you know how frustrating and painful that can be. It doesn't mean that you were supposed to lose, but let's take a look at the value in the loss itself. Sometimes we lose in order to learn a deeper lesson. Sometimes we're not supposed to win right in the moment. Sometimes that relationship doesn't work out, but it was meant to show us that we have the capability of opening our hearts, becoming vulnerable enough, and allowing the opportunity for a better relationship, love, friendship, whatever that is, to blossom inside our heart. So we can actually interface with what it feels like to be truly present with that other person or that other group or whatever that relationship is, whether it's a romantic relationship or otherwise, right? The ability to actually unfold our soul and share it with another person or another group or whatever, another thing. It's an act of courage. <laughs> it's our ability to live ourselves, live our lives as fully open as we can. That's not just courageous, but it's also leadership. The other part about this that's interesting is because it is a risk, we don't know whether or not it's going to pay off. At the end of the day, that's all a risk really is. A risk is an exchange of faith for an opportunity. That's all risk is. The exchange of faith for opportunity. I'm going to give, put my faith into something for the opportunity for it to possibly pay off or possibly lead to something else. But here's the interesting part. We actually get to dictate whether or not it pays off. We get to dictate the degree to which there is a return on that investment in our faith. Because if you say, listen, I'm going to put a financial investment, a financial risk in this thing, but I require it to pay off tenfold or at least one to one. I'm going to put $100,000 into this thing. I had better get at least $100,000 back. What if it doesn't pay off? Do you then call it a loss? Do you then say, hey, it wasn't worth the risk? It did, the risk didn't pay itself off. If that's the case, you are selling yourself short. You're not giving yourself the full opportunity to squeeze the value out of that experience. 
By the way, I'm not trying to turn this into some sort of a Pollyanna bullshit story. I'm not trying to sugarcoat or silver line a total dumpster fire. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is it's very easy to take the victim role and say, oh, woe is me. I failed. I lost. I'm such a failure. I'm such a loser. Or that wasn't worth it. And we start pointing fingers. We start opening ourselves up to start pushing blame out to the world, which is, again, just abysmal behavior. And that's not what true driven leaders do. In order to truly access the the value from anything that we do with with regard to risk we have to be willing to say that whether or not it pays off whether or not it shows up and it turns out as i'm hoping it does and expecting it to i'm still going to find the value in it i'm going to learn the lessons i'm going to take the relationships that i garner from this i'm going to take the skills that were required that i had to develop to get to a certain level in order to even put myself in a position to take the risk in the first place and have some gratitude for that and gratitude for myself and have the grace on myself that if it falls apart and doesn't work, I know I gave my best effort knowing what I knew at the time that I launched and took the risk. That's a huge commitment. And also, it's probably one of the boldest things you can do. And again, one of the fullest expressions of who you are as a person is to be able to say, hey, man, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. And I'm disappointed. I'm pissed off, I'm frustrated, I'm heartbroken. Whatever is authentically true for you. But to allow yourself to feel that full sense of pain and frustration or disappointment, whatever, and then get back up. It's the same evaluation we talk about with just about anything. If you really want to improve your performance in any area, you have to do that three-point evaluation. Ask yourself the question, what about this worked? And in the face of defeat, in the face of frustration, in the face of a loss, that can be really hard. It requires so much of you, and it's a demonstration of your character when you actually step forward, when you follow through, and say, here's what actually worked about this. The fact that I had the courage to take the risk, the fact that I had the the wherewithal to put my resources toward this, the fact that I had the vision to even take that step forward. The next step is you got to ask yourself, well, what didn't work? And it's so obvious to point out a thousand things, a laundry list as long as the day is, of all the shit that didn't work out. My challenge to you is to, again, step out of that thing, put the critical thinking hat on and ask yourself, okay, what are the real doozies? What are the real critical factors that cause this not to work? And then convert that into a plan that can move you forward. The tweaks, the modifications, the adjustments, the slight pivots that cause you to be able to do things more effectively. What worked, what didn't work, and what you might do differently. That's a three-step evaluation that will help you elevate your game in the face of a defeat. But here's the thing. If you can't see defeat as valuable, if you can't see when a risk doesn't pay off, if you see it as only a loss, it's almost impossible to be able to distill any kind of value out of that experience if you're not willing to do that kind of evaluation. And true drivens, you already know, evaluation is is element number five of being a true driven, right? So critically important that we are evaluative in our process on our daily lives. Not overthinking, not overanalyze, not picking ourselves apart, but literally going, okay, hey man, what about that worked? What didn't work? And what are the tweaks we're going to need in order to do it better next time? 
constant self-improvement, not constant self-criticism. As a leader, you've, you've got to be able to do this for your teams, but you can't do it for anybody else if you can't do it for yourself. What's interesting about all of this is there's an element of self-acceptance that comes into play when we open ourselves up to taking risks. We have to accept ourselves for the skills, the experience, the capabilities we actually have. And we have to be willing to say, hey, man, I really honor myself and appreciate myself for who I am right now. Yes, it'd be awesome to have five more years of experience. Yes, it'd be awesome to have a couple more million dollars worth of resources at my disposal. Yes, it'd be amazing if I had a bigger team or if I had this or if I had that. Yes, that would be great. However, we don't. We have what we have right here, right now. And isn't that perfect? Isn't that awesome? That's all it takes. That level of self-acceptance that you are enough. That no matter what the outcome is, you will recover. You will survive. And you will become better, stronger, more capable, more wise. As a result of you actually taking the risk. And putting yourself in a position to potentially win. But again, it's that word potential. No guarantees. All these people that feel like they have to have a guarantee. All these people that have to have something written in stone to know that the risk that they're taking is going to be minimal, if at all existent. They're just never going to fully understand, man, what you do, what you and I understand. They're never going to fully understand that, hey, listen, sometimes you take a risk with absolutely no sense that it's going to pay off, with no guarantee whatsoever. And it's that element of really being present with the feeling of taking the risk and having that sense like this could end horribly and then yet still stepping boldly with that faith in ourselves, with our faith in our our maker, Whatever the higher power you believe in, the faith in the process, the faith in our vision, having the faith that we can and will survive whatever outcome, even if it's a victory, but absolutely if it's a defeat. Do you know how amazing you are by being able to do that? Do you know how unique you are by having the discipline to actually do that. And do you know how small the fraction, the small, the percentage of human, the human beings on this planet earth there are that are really actually willing to do that on a consistent basis. Like you're in rarefied air, my friend, just by doing that. And that's how come I say, Hey, listen, it's so important for us to keep getting more and more true drivens ignited, illuminated, turned on and fueled up so that we can continue to see evidence of it in each other. Because when we see that evidence of it in each other, this taking risks, this winning, this pushing ourselves and then falling down and getting back up, falling down, getting back up, falling down, getting back up and ultimately succeeding, we start seeing evidence of that in other people. All it is is a reflection of ourselves. All that is is a reflection of our own capabilities and our own potential. What a freaking awesome gift that is. And it's possible right now for all of us. But in order for that to be true, we have to be willing to take risks. And again, calculated risks. So what does that mean? Number one, being crystal clear on what it is you really want. 
getting clear on what is required for you to have that thing. I don't care if it's a business. I don't care if you're building a strong body. I don't care if it's a relationship. Being crystal clear and specific on what it is you actually want. Because when you're clear on what you want, then you can start getting super clear down to the micro level on what's required in order to make that a reality. Step two is to get clear on where you are relative to that target. You guys have ever heard me talk about GPS, especially with uh, relation to my past as a naval aviator. We always had to know those two points, the target and the starting, the launch point. You had to have those things crystal clear because if you weren't clear on where you're going, then the GPS can't help you. And if you don't know where you're starting from, the GPS is going to give you erroneous directions, possibly driving you miles off course, dangerously so. And when you're flying combat missions over enemy territory, you've got to be pinpoint precise. And that pinpoint precision begins with that honest assessment of where you're starting from, not where you think you should be, not where you wish you were. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much experience you have. I don't care how much money you've lost, put into it or whatever. None of that matters. It only matters about where you actually are, not where you think you should be. If you think you should be stronger, more fit, skinnier, healthier, fine. What are you going to do about it? That's the real question. If you think you should be wealthier, more successful, more accomplished, fine. But what are you going to do about that? Because if you don't know those first two points, what you really want, where you're starting relative to that thing, you've got very little chance of actually hitting that target. I don't care what the woo-woo gurus tell you. I don't care how bad you want it. I don't care how much you dream it, visualize it, put all the pretty pictures on your cork board and stare at it for hours. None of that shit matters unless you're crystal clear on what you really want, what that means to you, what is entailed to get it, and of course, where you're starting from relative to it. Then you can start actually building a plan to get to it. But the simple act of even taking that first step in that action plan is a risk. It takes courage, dude, to, to, to be able to say, this is what I want and to actually go for it and to realize you're stripping away a part of your identity of who you actually are right now. You're stripping it away and literally killing that identity. That's a pretty bold step. That's a pretty remarkable thing to do, to be able to say the old me is done. The old me is dead. The new me, the rebirthed me, the reborn me is taking this next step. I have no idea what's going to happen next, but here we go. One of the truest expressions of who you actually are, and that is what life is really about. In order to do that, you have to be able to separate and let go of the identity that you've said, well, this is who I am. I'm not very good with numbers. I'm not very good with whatever it is. You start saying all that shit. You're going to have to drop that and say, and now I'm working toward becoming the best version of myself. The one that makes the healthier decisions, the one that makes the healthier choices, the one that makes the bold risks and follows through in the face of unreasonable odds in the face of mounting uncertainty. I'm still going to follow through. I can't think of a more courageous way to live life. And now think about it when you've done that in your life. 
Because my guess is, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you've already accomplished some pretty cool things in your life, and you're looking for more. That's the whole, I mean, that's just the sort of definition of the audience, right? And you're one of those kind of people. Which means, at some point, you had to have gotten rid of the previous version of yourself. Taken that person out, left them for dead. And then taken that step, that almost bare naked, clothed, unclothed step into the darkness, the uncertainty, whatever, so that you could step into the light of your new reality. In order to succeed, you have to take risk. In order to win, you have to take risk. In order to grow past your current capabilities, skill level, experience level, all of that, you have to take the risk. You have to take the risk that where you're at right now is good enough. You have to recognize that and you have to honor that in yourself. And when you do, then you have a real shot at taking a calculated risk, a risk that knows what you want and what's entitled or what, what is required rather in order to get that thing that you want. And then that assessment of where you're at relative to it and then start kind of building on the skills, building on the experience, building on the actions that are required to take the step from where you are to where you want to be. That's called a calculated risk, not some crazy wild ass guess, you know, some drunken gamble but the ability to really think critically and courageously and not necessarily need to have all of the information, not necessarily need to have all the information and answers. That's critically important when it comes to taking risks. It defines what a risk is because you don't have everything outlined. Risk is absolutely about uncertainty. Risk is that exchange of faith in that face of uncertainty for the opportunity and the possibility of success. Sometimes risk will lead to loss, but winning always comes from risk. The question is, are you willing to bet on yourself? Are you willing to put the chips all in on you? So many people are willing to bet on their favorite sports team. They're willing to bet on a game of cards. But are you willing to bet on yourself in the single most important game in the world, the game of life? Right now, more than ever, it's paramount. It's critical that you start taking those steps, those bolder steps. And if you've been one person that's been gambling on yourself this whole time, betting on yourself, hey, keep going. Keep pushing. Go bigger. Go harder. Go more courageously. Go more boldly. But if you're somebody who's been playing small, then I got news for you. Even if you call yourself an entrepreneur or a leader or whatever it is, doesn't matter what your title is, it's not who you are. It's not your identity. Your identity isn't tied up in your accomplishments or your results, which means that if you lose, it doesn't make you a loser either. But just make sure you're playing the game to win and not playing the game not to lose. There's a big fucking difference. Playing the game to win means you are willing to take that calculated risk and accept the possibility of defeat, loss, or failure. But it doesn't make you defeated. It doesn't make you a loser. And it does not define you as a failure. It defines you as a contender and contenders are always in the game. Contenders always have the possibility 
of winning. So make the choice today to play the game to win, not playing the game to not lose. Play the game full out, be willing to take the risks, and place the bet on the single most important piece on the chessboard, and that piece is you. Make that bet, take that risk, and play that game to win in your own favor, in your own honor of who you truly are and what you're here to achieve. You're a person of vision. You're a person of purpose. Those are the two most important aspects that you have to have in order to take a great risk and put that bet on yourself. Make sure you're doing it every single day, starting right now, right here, today. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the True Driven Podcast. If you got some value from this, make sure you share this message far and wide, especially with those fellow True Drivens out there who may be feeling a little bit disenfranchised or want to unite and come together. I'll be bringing a lot more content to you soon. Make sure you are subscribed at youtube.com forward slash JT DeBolt. Also follow us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and everywhere else that you can grab the podcasts. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, Fly high, fly fast, fly far, stay driven.